<laughs> Why not, right? Let's get it. Yeah. Live Smackdown. Podcast from the shadows and it's like doing that damn thing. WWA. Smackdown Live, baby. Let's get it. Fastlane Go Home Show. Daniel Bryan comes out first with Eric Rowan. And uh, he's going to be taking on Kevin Owens. We know that Kevin Owens is a good guy now. It's going to take a little bit of getting used to for me. Wait, give me a moment, please. I apologize. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. I mean, Kevin Owens uh, being a good guy now and his face turn, coming back, they said he's going to be somewhat of an everyman. Like, the... He matches a lot of the WWE universe. I won't even, uh, you know, hold you up there. He looks like, and this isn't about a race thing, anything like that. He's just, uh, he seems like a guy that would be in the WWE universe. He looks and has that feel to him. And the video package is leading uh, back to his return. You know, that's what it was. So thrust into the title picture, this is what it was uh, when he first came to the main product in general, you know, NXT champion, and then he was backstage shaking hands with Triple H, you know, and he, uh, you know, beat a lot of top superstars at the time, beat John Cena on his first night, so uh, last week Mr. McMahon said that KO was more qualified than Kofi, and a lot of the other stuff, and more deserving, and hey, maybe this is leading to a bigger storyline down the line between uh, the McMahons, I could, I could see certain uh, angles that could be taken just with the McMahon family and themselves. Like, this is eventual, though. Like, maybe not pulling the trigger so fast on that. But right now, as far as uh, guys like uh, KO and DB are concerned, uh, going into this at Fastlane before Mania, I think we all know that Kofi is the main... Well, not the main pick, but Kofi's a, a top uh, ch- choice between the, you know, superstars to go into Mania because it would be... Extremely interesting. We clearly hear the uh, reception from the crowd. Pardon all the noise in the background. But, yeah, uh, for right now, with KO and DB going at it, I like those two. I think it would be an awesome match. I know we've seen it before, but now it's, uh, it's some stakes. KO is back, and we know he's uh, he's gotten a win over DB last week. So let's continue to see how this unfolds going into Sunday. All right, so the Usos come out and cut an awesome promo. Last month... Going into the pay-per-view, I wasn't really feeling, uh, you know, the... I didn't like it as much. It was okay, but it wasn't, like, something that I was feeling. Other people uh, enjoyed it. The internet thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, I'm going to respect it. There's a promo going into the show. But this month, you know, uh, well, this pay-per-view, you know, like, EC was fine. But going into now with Fastlane, whew. I thought it was uh, very intense. They just got in there. It was not no gimmicks for real, for real. They just broke down their opponents. I think the Usos really would have a lane in doing that, you know, with the way they deliver their lines and being able to just break down the opponent in a way. You know, it was, you know, uh, I need to make my dad proud and thank you, thank you, Shane, and I'm going to make you happy and all the rest of that. And, now I get to say all these things to my dad and have all kinds of great coffee dates. It was great. It was a great promo from them. And Shane, of course, we know he jumps off everything. So he's going to jump off the WrestleMania sign next. It was it was funny. And we all felt it. And, you know, you could see the twin bond really shows. I think that's what we all look for in twins, right? So it felt good to see that. 
And then, um, you know, Shane and Miz come out. Miz came out, cut straight to it, say, you lose focus, I'm joined, I'm, I'm on you, you know, and you're going to lose because he has so much that he has riding on it. So it made the Usos promo look that much realer. And, I mean, Miz looked very, very ready, you know. He's totally evolved from that episode of Talking Smack. He's come an extremely long way, and I liked it. I like that he's uh, being, I think, you know, him, we've been talking about it, uh, transitioning into this space character. It, it, uh, man, I, we know what the WrestleMania match is going to be, but well, we don't know. But I thought, personally, that the Miz was going to go up against Daniel Bryan, you know, with the face Miz and the heel Daniel Bryan. But I don't, you know, I, I don't book the product. So uh, right now, I think, honestly, it would be a bad idea to have Kofi in that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it happens. You never know what could happen. Never say never and all the rest of that. So we'll just see how it all plays out. We all can kind of foresee what's going to happen with the WWE Championship. But uh, let's just see how we get there. Beyond that, uh, the match with uh, Miz and uh, one of the Usos, I believe it's Jimmy Uso, I don't know. They both look alike to me, but I respect them both. They uh, went straight into it. Miz cut his promo, hit his uh, catchphrase, and uh, Uso went for the attack. They had a cool match, and Miz came out on top real fast because of uh, outside interference by his uh, brother. So we could have a story going into it. Well, we do have a story going into it on Sunday as Miz and uh, essentially now Shane McMahon uh, have the momentum on their side. The Uso went to try to uh, make it easier for his brother to kick out of a pin and attempt, and uh, Shane didn't like it, went, jumped off the steps for a giant cro uh, clothesline, and uh, the Miz was able to sneak up behind and get the opening for uh, skull-crushing finale for the Uso. So Miz comes out on top, takes the win. Great promo, great match to follow up. Quick match, but at the same time, it got a lot of things out the way and really does have me kind of ready for Sunday. We're going to be in Miz's hometown, and... His dad is going to be in the front row. You know, him and Shane definitely have something to prove as a tag team. Are they a fluke or can they really solidify themselves and at least be in two-time tag team champions? Who knows? It was uh, somewhat organically built. It's a, a very, very uh, different version of the bar in this because that's where we're just going to set things. I think we're going to see them in action later on tonight, but... We're going to see if Shane McMahon and The Miz, the best tag team in the world, is a fluke. I have my thoughts on it just with WWE trolling from uh, the World Cup tournament. But we'll just have to see how that all plays out this Sunday at Fastlane, streaming live with the WWE Network. Right, so R-Truth comes out for the um, U.S. title open challenge. You know, his hero is John Cena, just continuing with that little joke. But, uh... This brings out uh, Lacey Evans for our surprise shock of the <laughs> night. We're coming in, waving at the crowd. It is so well placed. I just find it funny, you know, and I, I hope there's a way that eventually she gets inserted into a major storyline. I've seen uh, small hints of it with the, you know, dirt sheets and all the rest of that on the platforms, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm interested to... Uh, you know, see where the Emelina gimmick could have gone, you know, and Lacey Evans is a, a good spot, you know, a good character to just insert into that now 
as opposed to like a you know like a heartthrob or something like that. So I mean, and you know, she's a lady. She's bringing class to whatever. But that's just you know that in-depth analysis part. Either way, uh, after Lacey Evans, of course, we start getting into the people who are actually challenging, and it turns out to be Samoa Joe. And then uh, behind that, it was Rey Mysterio, and following Rey Mysterio was Andrade. And that's, that says something because now the U.S. title is uh, looking like people care about it again. And we're going to get into that further because, uh, and, you know, of course, now it's a fatal four-way. These guys are going at it. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, well, not of course, pardon me, but uh, it, was a, it was a match where it was really a toss-up. Nobody knew how, where, where it went. You know, any one of those superstars could have won. We know that Andrade and Ray are just, they are just a classic duo. You know, they they do, they work together extremely well. But, uh, you know, it did, you don't know who was going to win. You, you figured that R-Truth might win, but it's like, well, he's not that type of character. But even though we take him seriously, you know, it was, I guess this run was supposed to, you know, make him look good. And, you know, be taken seriously as a competitor. Like, just can't, just don't, you know, sleep on R-Truth. Don't leave him out. You know, like, don't just count him out as, as far as it looked in the match because it went really well. And, uh, you know, Smojo picks up the victory, but this was by way of all kinds of shenanigans with Zelina Vega throwing in her Hurricane Rana uh, over Andrade's cue. A great amount of spots. I thought it was really, really cool to see everybody get their moments in. Carmella kicks Zelina Vega after the Hurricane Rana and uh, doesn't help our truth up. I mean, to progress the story, I guess, with the United States Championship. So certain things, you know, just can't happen in the match. But all in all, uh, the match end, or the ending sequence was uh, Rey Mysterio going for a pin on uh, Andrade, I believe. And uh, Joe was able to jump in and hit a splash. And well, it was Senton and uh, hit uh, Andrade with the hugest rock bottom I've ever seen. It looks great. It's a Samoan thing, I assume. And yeah, because that opened up the 1 2 3 victory for Samoa Joe, who is now our United States champion. We don't see Truth get pinned here. So our Truth is. You know, he didn't necessarily look bad going into this. No one really looked bad coming out either. I think Rey Mysterio and Andrade looked awesome during the match. I think that Samoa Joe winning, that was, we're going to get to that. R-Truth not getting pinned and having a really cool promo and being able to keep the crowd involved during the match. You know, that speaks for itself. Carmelo's in a great spot with, uh, you know, Zelina Vega could have set up a, a rivalry down the line between the two. Who knows? We'll see. But um, yeah, as far as Samoa Joe is concerned, we know that it's been a very long time coming with him finally receiving uh, some WWE gold. He he earned it, I guess we would call that. And he's definitely uh, somebody that can make the United States Championship very prestigious again. I definitely believe that. I know the fans are really behind him. He's he's badass. And I'm very, very interested to see what type of heights he's able to take the United States Championship to. So, let's get into the next segment now. So, Ricochet and Alistair Black take on the bar. Cool match. They had all of the good moves, good moments from uh, both teams. Ricochet and Alistair Black take the win over the two. 
last night they didn't get the win over the tag team champions, but we do know that these guys are being showcased. I think right now all of the NXT superstars are being uh, put in the time slots that they're in in a really cool fashion. Like I can respect it. I think it's uh, I think they're representing well, you know. And unfortunately, Tommaso Champ is injured, so um, you know some people are saying that this is where. Uh, Johnny Gargano and himself would have well, what they would have been doing so it's unfortunate that he's injured but at the same time I said it when I said it but these guys are going to be they're genuine stars now in my opinion I think they remember you know it was just when everything was starting to get a little bit of traction this is what I was feeling when I saw last night but uh, I think that uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black are doing very well as far as representing the roster goes down over at NXT and uh, with Heavy Machinery the same thing you know they weren't made to uh, look silly too much last night in the gauntlet tag team match that they had so either way Ricochet and Alistair Black pick up the win here with a black mass into the 630 the real cool way they went into it but the big part was uh, Rusev and Nakamura attacking them from behind after they won the match the bar joined in but this brought out the Hardy Boys and this, uh, honestly, to me, shows that the tag team division is starting to gain a little bit of depth. So we're definitely going to be seeing some uh, uh, prestige making as far as the tag team championships go. We're going to see how it all plays out. And uh, let's get on into the next segment. So Mandy Rose uh, and Naomi go at it. And Sonya Deville gets involved. Mandy Rose gets a kick. And hate to finish and maneuver for the one, two, three over Naomi. Good God. We know Trent is better than that. We know she's really talented in the ring. But we know that Randy Rose also has a women's championship opportunity at Fastlane on Sunday. So it was a little unfortunate that it had to go over in that fashion. But, you know, it happened. And uh, as Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are going up the ramp, Oscar comes out. No music, he just uh, sneaks up behind them, takes them both out, and uh, you know, I think that was real cool. They showed Naomi in the ring, uh, smiling about it because you know they were tag partners at a time, so not an Oscars women's champ, they can't really tag like that. But either way, it was just a real cool way to have that continuity in there with Team Rush Hour, and uh, you know, it builds toward the championship match on Sunday. We know that. You know, it's, uh, it's, I would say, a little rushed. We do want it, but well, let's say it like that. At least we get to see uh, Oscar defending championship. And Mandy Rose has totally uh, been uh, getting better in ring in these past couple of months. And it's going to be a cool little test to see how well she could keep up with the Empress. So with that, uh, let's get on into the next segment. I believe the lovely Caleb Braxton is about to ask AJ Styles about his uh, reactions to things. It's subtle. Real subtle, but uh, the question was about how how he would have handled uh, being in either KO or Kofi's position. So AJ uh, is you know speaking about how hard it is to be in any one of those positions. You know, trying to speak about Kevin Owens as a face is uh, <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. But uh, beyond that. Randy Orton comes up and he says to him, uh, you're still talking about 
well, you're talking about superstars that deserve a championship opportunity outside of yourself. And this is why it took so long for you to get here. Man, it's subtle with those two. And I think that we're going to see a very, very exciting match between them. You know, Randy's one of the smoothest in ring. And we know AJ is just clearly the phenomenal. So I'm interested to see how this is going to continue to slowly build. I even think we're going to, well, that, that could be the Mania match. I think we I think it's pretty obvious honestly now. And yeah, I don't I don't think we should do too I think it could, should go can just continue just like that. You know, as it continues to build, you know, and eventually, you know, we see the pit bull get pissed off, you know, going into mania. You know, I guess we we could have that could be a real good one. I'm interested. I like that one. I like that idea. I know we've been seeing small pieces of it throughout the weeks, but they were just enough for you to kind of forget about. So, you know, now with with a line like that, like, ouch, you know, how is how's the pit bull going to respond to that? So, uh, let's get on to the next segment. I think this is uh, KO versus Rowan. I was actually excited to see some in-ring between Daniel, excuse me, between Rowan and Kevin Owens. Not that Rowan, Rowan isn't the greatest, I don't think in the ring, but at the same time, he's been practicing, we know he's a powerhouse, we're always still waiting for Harper, but, they had a, a quick match where Rowan was dominating, and Daniel Bryan was on commentary talking, just, just foul, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> Golden, uh, Kevin Owens alone, so this brought KO over to him, attacked him, but, uh, you know, DQ because uh, DB attacked back and all kinds of chaos ensued and while they were rolling in uh, DB or Dave Ryan were, you know, stomping them out. This brought out Mustafa Ali. Whoa. Good to see him back. Injuries cleared up apparently. Because, you know, he was still upset because they were the ones that did it to him. But the part that this has been just getting to me still is seeing Kevin Owens as a face. You know, we have Mustafa Ali get in the mix, and we know he's, like, super babyface. So, yeah, that's the that's the way to solidify. You already knew, but it's just like, yep, just make sure y'all know for sure now. Yep, Kevin Owens is a babyface. So, okay, fine, no problem. They uh, eventually get the upper hand on Mustafa Ali, flying knee from the apron from Daniel Bryan, but... uh. KO comes in and hits that Stone Cold Stunner, which is, that's cool to me, like, I can take that now, like, okay, KO is a good guy, I'll take it, we'll deal with it, but he does the stunner now, I don't know why the pop-up powerbomb isn't a thing anymore, uh, it, it looks really impactful, so maybe just to be safer, and I always enjoy the stunner, stunner because I like to see how the wrestler uh, takes the maneuver, and, you know, I'm pretty sure we're going to see some awesome performances <laughs> in coming weeks because the stunner is just back in rotation. So, with that, uh, you know, there's no true winner, but KO and Mustafa Ali is standing tall. So, let's, uh, I believe we're going to get into the main event segment now with Charlotte Flair, uh, was it uh, inviting Becky Lynch to have a friendly discussion? So let's see how that all plays out. 
All right, so we all know, went into beat down. Charlotte tried to get the better hand of her. We know Becky took a, a true whooping from uh, Ronda Rousey on Monday. Awesome. We saw the Ronda that we needed to see. I call her Vegeta just because of her injury. You know, when we first, first saw her at Mania all those years ago with The Rock and Triple H and Stephanie. But to see uh, Vegeta return on Monday was awesome. But Becky was standing strong by the end of it. Uh, they got some crutch shots in. Just the fact that Charlotte tried to fight her and continued to soften her up. You know, it almost looked like they were dousing the fire of the last kicker. But no, no, no. The man rolls on and the man looked strong. So she could pick up the win on Sunday at Fastlane, streaming live on WWE Network, then she will be in the triple threat match. We, again, we weren't feeling it at first, but now everyone is kind of clamoring for it. I know everybody's a little upset, but Charlotte has definitely worked her way into us caring about her being a third attachment to the match with it initially being Becky, you know, going up against Ronda because Becky did win the Royal Rumble, well, the women's Royal Rumble match, so it's all good. I'm looking forward to seeing how Fastlane plays out. I don't want to say Becky's going to win because the story could take another twist. We know Becky's a little injured, but we're going to see how she's able to pull through if this is all to go exactly how we figure it's probably going to go. But we still have to get to Mania first. I'm excited for it. I, I really can't wait. I'm, I'm, we're just going to get there. So I'll catch you guys Sunday for real for real. I'll catch you guys uh, possibly Monday for an analysis of the pay-per-view in itself. It's going to be a great event, I'm sure of it. A couple of uh, fill-in matches, <laughs> you know, like out of nowhere. But at the same time, got time to fill. Hopefully it's not super long, but we'll see. We'll see, and we'll be all here to uh, critique in, in a positive fashion and, of course, advocate for the product. So, shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each week. Uh, this one went a little long for me, but it's, uh, I'm just, you know, still testing out the times and seeing how it all comes together. So, with that, thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.